Okay, so welcome back to another edition of the Northern Nerdcast where we showcase the geeky and nerdy people, groups, and events that happen in and around the city of Edmonton. The Northern Nerdcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATV. Please feel free to head on over to albertapodcastnetwork.com for a list of amazing Alberta-made podcasts. Also, if you or someone you know would like to be featured on our show, please feel free to head on over to Alberta to northernnerdnetwork.com. Now, let's get on with the show. All right, so like I said, I'm I'm so excited for today's uh, episode. Um, you know, uh, we had uh, just a fantastic time. We chatted with uh, Corey Rupert from uh, I like some game developers that are here in Edmonton. Uh, they're working on a project called Super Beersby. Um, just a, a fantastic little game. Uh, I, I don't want to get into too much about it. Uh, but stay tuned, you guys. Uh, this is pretty awesome. Um, right off the hop, a uh, little bit of housekeeping. I know that this sounds a little strange that um, uh, it's just me talking. You know, we're changing things up a little bit. So I hope you guys enjoy uh, the new uh, format a little bit. Um, it is something we're, we're playing around with at the moment. Um, let me know if you'd like to, you know, see something in this little section. Um Cause yeah, I'm I'm trying to, still feeling it out. Cause I'm I'm not sure how to how to all work all this out, uh, quite yet. Uh, but we're working on it. We're we're getting there. Um, yeah. So I want to thank you guys for sticking it out. We're we're, I love doing the show. I love having people. I love being able to talk to people. You know, uh, from from the Edmonton area. It's absolutely fantastic. It's one of my favorite things to do. To be honest with you. Um, talking to all these amazing people who do all this amazing stuff uh, here in the city and yeah it's just absolutely just one of my favorite uh, things to do uh, for sure um, that's pretty much it uh, we're gonna we're gonna get back we're gonna get into this uh, interview that we had uh, today um, for you so please stick around um, and We'll just uh, take a quick little break, and we'll get right into that. All right, so stay tuned. This episode of the Northern Nerdcast is brought to you by the TELUS World of Science, Edmonton, the home of the Canadian debut of, that's right, Marvel Universe of Superheroes. I've gone to see this, uh, by the way. Uh, It is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Definitely go check this out. Uh, the exhibit runs until February 17th, so you still got some time. Make sure you guys get down there. It is, if you if you love Marvel, it is definitely well worth checking out. They have uh, one wall there uh, with Stan Lee's, like, montages. And, man, I stood there, and it just made me cry. I'm telling you, it was, it was, it was something else. Um, it features more than 300 artifacts, costumes, props, interactive elements, Bring the Marvel Universe to life. Uh, you can travel through the mysterious mirror dimension of Doctor Strange, or digitally transform into Iron Man and pose for selfies with Black Panther, Spider-Man, or other iconic Marvel characters. They have so many like awesome like statues just littered throughout the whole place. Definitely, well worth going to check out. Like I said, it is. 
going on until February 17th. So make sure you guys go in and check it out. You guys can buy your tickets today at tellusworldofscienceedmonton.ca. That's tellusworldofscienceedmonton.ca. Great it is, I guess. Uh, so who am I talking to here? Okay, uh, I'm Corey Rupert. I'm the game designer at Good Agreement Games. Okay. I'm Richard Seminock, and I do the programming. Uh, I'm Jared Barton, and I do the uh, audio and sound design. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, so we can just talk about uh, what you guys got going on. Uh, so what is Super Beers be? <laughs> Sorry, uh... <laughs> Super Beersby is the 16-bit version of Beersby done in video game form, like the backyard drinking game Beersby. Okay, so let's just back this up again. What is Beersby? <laughs> For like I, I've like Jared, what is I've I've never even heard of this thing. Like, so Beersby is basically well, it's a predominantly Alberta drinking game. I found, you know, we've taken it across the country and not a lot of other provinces or you know, I guess countries know about it. So what it is, is you have two poles on either end of a court and the object of the game is to knock the gear can that's on top of that pole off with a Frisbee. Hmm. Like a one-on-one, two-on-two, or three-on-three style. Yeah, and then we decided it needed to be a Super Nintendo game because that's what we decided. Because, <laughs> I mean... A, I love the, 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 the graphics style of your guys' game, by the way. It's absolutely Thank fantastic. Um, and I, so, I, I, like, I, I don't even know, like, why did you even think that this is a, a, a good idea? Well, we, I don't think we ever thought it was a <laughs> no, good no, idea. No, <laughs> um, it was just really, we were sitting down and we decided that we wanted to make a game together and we wanted to do something that we all knew we all understood, and we wanted to really just put ourselves in games and make a game just kind of more like about friends. Nice. So let's let's sort of like talk about your guys' friendship. Like, how did you guys all meet? How did the, how did this all happen? Uh, we've been friends since man, like two thousand, two thousand. So like yeah. elementary, like twenty years now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically, uh, yeah, twenty years ago, I ended up moving in next door to this guy here. And uh, by proxy, Richard, and you just kind of, I don't know, never left me alone after that. Right? So, yeah, we just ended up just being friends, sticking together. And um, then just over time, we all found out that we liked coding, we liked video games. And we're just like, oh, let's try to make something. And Super Beers is what came out of it. Nice. Now, you guys were talking about, um, like, I, I seen your, your little trailer there, based on a true story. What is that? Is that actually true? Is that, like... It, it is mostly true, you know, based on a true story, like how Fargo is based on a true story, <laughs> where it, it, it kind of happened, but it didn't really happen that way. We yeah, we have uh, uh, in our circle of friends, we have uh, what we call the uh, the Super Beersby League, where we all pick partners for the beginning of the season, and then we kind of just have games and crown a winner at the very end of it. So. You know, that's kind of the inspiration for this game is that we have this imaginary league that you can move up and uh, become the champion overall. Yeah, and like all eight players that are in the game that are in the trailer are all based off the eight friends who play the league together. So it's it's based off of our friends. 
Um, really, like, where it started is one time one of our friends made, like, a wrestling-style video and challenged everybody to play beers with me, and it's just been one-upping since. So the next level to go to is you make a video game, right? <laughs> I mean, wh like, what else would you do? I mean, honestly. I mean, Monster Truck's next, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to require some effort, anyway. <laughs> Uh, so you guys got it sort of based on like a, you said, Super Nintendo style game. What, what is your connection with like Super Nintendo? Why did you guys go that route? Well, we all grew up with the Super Nintendo. So yeah. that is like one of the natural things that we went towards. Um, and I've always loved doing pixel art and I found that I, I'm strong at pixel art. So I was like, okay, well let's do towards my strengths. And then um, when we first started putting it together, it just made sense to go to a 16-bit. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, another one of the big things, um, when we started to make this game, we sort of noticed in the gaming industry there was a sort of a big decline of couch co-op games. Yes. And we're like, we want to make a couch co-op so you can sit down with your friends and play. And, you know, a lot of those games, the really good ones came from SNES. So we're like, why not do it that way? Yeah, and one of the big inspirations for it, and you can see a lot in our design decisions, is like um, Super Dodgeball. If you'd ever played that, I game. love that it, game. It's very similar, exactly. Yeah. And we remember the, the fun of just sitting down, playing with your friends, and having it being very competitive, over the top cartooniness. So that's what we really leaned into. Yeah. Nice. Um, I I I, I kind of also really enjoyed like just getting from your trailer here, like because I haven't seen the actual game itself. Um, but it's really like an adult kind of style game as well. Like it's not meant for kids. Um, no. there's, there's a lot of, uh, adult humor put into this game. There's a lot of adult humor. There's, um, a lot of drinking in the game. Um, you get into a state where your character actually starts to drink too much, start throwing up. So there's a, a lot of like, it's, it's definitely an adult game. Partial nudity. There yeah. is partial nudity in it as well. <laughs> Um, like as you know, as much as partial nudity can be in a sixteen-bit game. Sixteen-bit <laughs> game. <laughs> it's there. I, I guess that goes into kind of a funny story. Um, right now in the demo and in the trailer, um, Jared's character, there's like a sensor bar that shows up when he flashes himself. So the character's taunt is he flashes himself. But in the actual game, there is no sensor bar. So I had to sit down and animate pixels on my friend's junk. So. <laughs> And how did how did that make you feel right there? <laughs> well, see, the funny thing is, he didn't actually tell me what my taunt was going to be when he was making characters. So I was I was sitting down, with my headphones on on my computer, making some tunes for the level, and I looked back, and then I did a bit of a double take, and I was like, "What uh, what are you doing there?" And yeah, and my response is, "Wouldn't it be funny if you flashed yourself," and you're like. All right. And he had already put too much work into it. He had already done like a full sprite sheet and I couldn't just knock shot it down. So, <laughs> so let, let me, let's just go into sort of like uh, sort of more of the roles. Like what, what does each person really do for this game? Um, let's start with, I, sorry, I, Corey, is that? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm the game designer, so I sit down and actually did a design document planned out the game and all its features and everything like that. And then once I was done that process, I basically passed over to Ricky, who programs. And then from there, I switched to doing art and art direction. And yeah, that's kind of my role. Filling in things and yeah, 
Jared did quite a bit of, well, basically all the audio, right? Yeah, well, well, I mean, we'll talk about Ricky first. You can talk about your coding, I guess. Uh, yeah, we decided to do it on Game Maker just because it was a simple uh, programming language that we could all get together and kind of understand. Um, and Corey kind of knew it a little bit so that yeah i had dabbled in game maker a bit before yeah so it made it a little bit easier for us to kind of work in that environment and uh yeah so i put most of the music well i guess jared does a little bit of cooking on the music side a little bit and uh yeah cory and me do quite a bit of the coding yeah now when you started coding like how, how what age did you start coding at um, so, uh, I, I would say I started, co well, like I went to Nate for computer engineering technology. So I learned coding there quite a bit and I just, I never really, I never got a job in coding or whatever. I didn't really look that direction, but, uh, once I heard my friends, they wanted to make a video game. I told them, Hey, like, I know a little bit of coding here and there. I can help you, and that's exactly kind of what they needed. They needed someone to have a little, a little background in that to help them out. And uh, so yeah, I basically from Nate. So oh, but that was like probably uh, five, seven years ago, something like that. <laughs> and I I noticed that I hadn't been using it really, and I I kind of wanted to get back into a little bit dabbling into code so I could uh, keep that skill kind of thing and learn a few things here and there and keep it up to date kind of thing, have some fun with it, not just let it rot away in the background. Yeah. Uh, how about yourself there, Jared? Is it Jared? Uh, yeah, I do, uh, yeah, I do all the uh, audio and sound design. So pretty much everything you hear in the game uh, was done by me somehow. <laughs> uh, I use a, Complete mix of programs from FL Studio to Family Tracker to uh, Audacity to uh, just even acoustic instruments. Um, yeah, a lot of it. Uh, it started out SNES inspired, and I wanted to go really chip tune with it. But then I had more fun bringing in the synthetic sound with the FL Studio. So towards like you'll notice our theme song at the beginning is is pretty chip tuney, but then everything else is just pretty synth heavy. So. It's uh, it's SNES SNES tune inspired with the melodies, but definitely. Yeah, and you've taken on a lot of the art too. Yes, yeah. I've done some of the artwork. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a uh, big learning curve too, because this was the first game that we put together w with us three, and uh, there's a lot of learning to it, seeing what people know and and uh, what we can put together, right? So. So what really made you guys think, oh yeah, we can we can do this. We can we can pull off a game. Um it started from us just wanting to learn how to make games to us making a game to us being too far into it to really stop. And we're like, well, let's let's actually make something of it. And if we're going to do it, let's do it properly. Yeah. We we weren't sure how much we knew, right? Uh we kind of we wanted we knew we wanted to make a game, but we didn't know we never really sat together and actually made a game before, so that's kind of what we did. We sat down and said, "Hey, let's let's try to make beers because we we used to play it all. Well, we played it all the time with our friends. So it's like we took something that we knew quite well, and we thought, okay, well, let's make this because we know it quite well. We and uh, 
yeah, it turns out we knew a lot more than we expected. And then two years later, we're still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so... Is there is there a timeline for you guys? Is is there a release time or is um, it like a window? I, we're getting close to the final stretch here, but we're looking next year. Next year. So, like a lot of the approval process takes a lot of time. A lot of the getting it onto um, Steam and all that takes time. But where we're at feature wise is we're probably about eighty percent, I'd say. Yeah. Nice. So. I, like I, I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not even sure where else to go from here. Um, oh man! Uh, so, really, um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything you want to know about the process? Yeah, let's uh, let's go into the process a little bit more. Um, yeah, like Jared, how do you make your music? Uh, yeah, um, basically, if I'm just kind of cruising around, and I'll. Uh... I'll just think of something and think, hey, that's kind of a cool melody, so I'll get home and I'll mess around with it for a bit. Um, usually starts off with the melody, and then I'll throw in the other parts there, and I'll fire it off to Rupert here and say, what do you think of this? And uh, he says it's good or it sucks. He's very honest. Yep, which yeah. is good. Um, sometimes like we'll get like something musical tonally fit right for something, so then I have to be like, hey, back to the drawing board. Um, and it, it hate, I hate to do it, but it's just it's part of the process. Yeah, not everything makes it. Not everything makes it. Yeah, not everything makes it. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, about, that's all I got. How about you, Ricky? How do you go about programming? Is there, like, a process that you have? Mm, well, it's definitely a learning process. Uh, uh, you kind of just, you kind of know what you want to do, and you just kind of code it, and you kind of try to, you have to, the big thing about coding is you kind of, you want to know kind of what you, what the outcome is, and you just code towards that, I guess. Yeah, well, you always give me shit for, like, structure. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. I just kind of, like, throw code in and hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you, open yeah. Up a, if you open up a cold blocking, you see Corey's code, you know right away it's Corey's code. <laughs> and you kind of do this weird sort of deep breath, and then you get it. I, mean, I know how it works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's one thing I noticed, like, when you have a few different people coding not everyone codes the same way and there's a million ways to code something and uh when you're working with different code it's or different ways of coding you're trying to read someone's code and you're like what is going on like how is what's the thought <laughs> process of this person and then like you're you're it's it's tough but then uh when you ask them they know exactly right like Corey, i'll ask them like so i was trying to find out what like what what's going on here and then it's just like he'll know instantly right away. He'd be like, oh, this has happened this. Thing. But for me to figure that out on my own would take forever. Yeah, and we try to uh, program like all in the same room all the time so that every time we sit down and work together, we're always together. So, and that makes it a lot easier. It's, it's not like firing off emails, waiting for like for them yeah. to respond. It's literally just like turn your chair and be like, hey, Jared, why don't this not work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to kind of hang out with your friends and code, and that makes it a lot nicer because it's not just like you're at home just coding away. You can you're you're coding with your friends there. It, it makes it fun. Yeah, and then for the design process, like I would, like I said, right off the bat, I sat down and paper to pen, put all the figured all the features out, and then wrote out all the controls and figured them all out on paper before even programmed. And then, so then anytime uh, Jared or Richard would have a question for me, I could just 
actually go to the paper, figure it out from there. And then from there for the art side of it, it's a lot of studying how Super Nintendo did the graphics, how the actual pixels are supposed to go together. A lot of like there's dithering, a whole bunch of other processes to actually like look at. And then from there, I just like really took features and just exaggerated them because pixel art, it's like a small area to tell, has to tell a lot. So you really have to break down features into like how many pixels is an eye and it's like three. And if you put one pixel in the wrong spot, it can actually make you like happy or sad. Um, yeah, that's a lot of how I do pixel art. That's awesome. You had a question? <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. How, how do you make a happy versus sad junk? <laughs> um, so I, I guess it'd just be a pixel here or a pixel up. <laughs> that's about it. No, the real question is how did I know skin tone? <laughs> So uh, in your game, you guys got uh, playable characters in there as well. Um, and you were yeah. saying that one of the characters is obviously based on Jared here. Is there other characters that are based on you guys as well? Yeah, so I'm in the game as well. Um, and then, whatever, we can have a little spoiler here. Uh, Richard is an unlockable character that you have to discover in the game. And then, so then the other friends are, again, based on people who play beers with. But the other cool feature that a game in the story mode you can make your own character and then that character is playable in both the arcade and the story mode so you can put yourself in the game as well so let's talk a little bit about the actual game itself like what can people expect for this type of game like it's obviously beersby but this from the your trailer there there's a lot of walking around and yeah so almost like an rpg kind of element to it yeah. Exactly. It is a full RPG mode where there's a full story mode to go through where you create your own character and you go through Super Beersby University to learn how to play Beersby and then you take on different Beersby people there. Um, and then from there you can enter the league and then it just escalates from there. Um, so it is very, like, I guess Pokemon is probably the best way to do it. You go up to another battler and you challenge him to a match. You play a match and then... You, you either win or lose, and then you go on to the next thing. There's also mini quests in the game that you can go and just do events that are just you walking around. Because like, your character has a little frisbee that you can throw against objects to move them. We're big, uh, we're big fans of Easter eggs too. So there's lots, there's stuff to find in there if you're if you're paying attention. Yeah. Kind of kind of homages to old SNES games and what whatnot. So. Um, and it's difficult. Like it is Super Nintendo hard. Is yeah. for better or for worse, it's difficult. If you ever played uh, played uh, the Rocketeer or Cliffhanger Two uh, or the Eraser or anything for Super Nintendo, and you can't get past the second level, it's not quite that hard. But it's like a, a couple of events that we have taken to, and like the feedback that we've gotten, it is it is that it's hard. And then we sit to be like, yeah, but it's it's supposed to be. But at some point, we think we will have to uh, probably make some adjustments. Yeah, you try throwing <laughs> a frisbee across. The court and yeah, trying to hit Beersby's that deer hard. And off that <laughs> it's not that easy. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm just, I'm so excited about this game because it looks amazing, and especially like I love the RPG kind of like feel to it. Um, let's kind of talk a little bit about like sort of your your. I want to kind of go back into your history here a little more course, about. You know what kind of games you grew up with? You like you were talking a few games there, but like, so what are some of your old like classic games that you guys just? What are some of your old favorite games that you used to play? 
River City Ransom. River City Ransom is probably a big one. Without the English translator, so we just had to guess what uh, what options to pick in yeah, Japanese. I, I think it's River City Ransom 3 was a Super Nintendo Japanese exclusive, and, and me and Jerry used to play it like religiously, and it wasn't translated, so we literally just had to make our way through it. And then like a couple levels down the road, one character would be inexplicably stronger than the other, and you just one-punch him, and there's friendly fire. That was a good one. I used to play, well, StarCraft Brood War. That was a good one. That's the what I used to play quite a bit, actually. Yeah, you're the real-time strategy guy. Yeah. <laughs> good old, good old uh, roller coaster tycoon back in the day too was always good. <laughs> we liked uh, Battletoads, Double Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, if it was kind of bright and colorful and kind of funny, I was all over it. Which I mean shows it in the game that we're making. Um, I played like like everybody like Zelda a lot on NES. I played a lot of Mario Bros. Um, Final Fantasy I was big on, which you can see through the overhead sprites. Like it's that's a lot where the inspiration came from. Yeah, I guess I dabbled in a lot of Net Super Nintendo games. I, we had a lot to play, so there's yeah, uh, good. yeah, you'll you'll see if you play through the arcade mode too. Uh, um, once you beat a ladder, there's. There's a for each character. There's Street Fighter ending inspired endings. Yeah. The ladder itself looks like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I was gonna say. I guess Mortal like, Kombat. Like we just we just sense. straight up leaned into Super Nintendo just because it was in art direction to go with. Yeah, yeah. So you just kind of took a bunch of like elements from various games that you guys used to love and just kind of mashed them all in <laughs> by the yeah, sounds yeah, of it. Pretty much what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Put them in the mixer and. But I'm a, I'm a big fan of like 2D pixel art games. Like even to this day, I'm still playing like a lot of indie games that are that are that way. Um, it's just just the kind of game I like. Yeah, and it's nice. Like when you have a 2D pixel art game, like it ages well too because uh, you go with like if you go to something else like a 3D game, it doesn't age as well. Like you look back at it and you're like, ooh, that looks weird. Well, like the but, comparison of Super Nintendo and like early PlayStation. Like, yeah. Super Nintendo is almost has early PlayStation is getting a little rough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we've all seen the the Tomb Raider Lara Croft from PS2 days. Exactly right. So. But if you think if Tomb Raider was like 16-bit, it would probably be more timeless than the polygon weird. Yeah. But, I mean, it was state-of-the-art at this time. When it exactly. Came, and Tomb Raider's is... a fantastic game. <laughs> That's just it, right? Like a lot of those older like 3D titles... They they don't uh, especially well and, and a lot of that has to do with controls and th things like that as well right um, a lot of the controls where they were just trying to figure that stuff out um, nowadays we got really standardized um, more controls so it's not as bad I I don't find but yeah when you go back into the like the the early PlayStation sixty four uh, some of those games are pretty pretty rough yeah, just simply the jump button was inconsistent like. They were on different buttons for different games, and nowadays it's pretty much a jump button's a jump button, no matter what controller you got. Well, yeah. I mean, if you play uh, if you play like an English version or a Japanese exclusive, they switch the jump button exactly. every time, so it messes you up. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I spent uh, quite a bit of time this year. I actually built myself a like an arcade cabinet, like a, just a little bar top arcade cabinet, and yeah. I I love like old. Like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, um, old arcade games, um, and I just threw a Raspberry Pi in it, and so it can't run like super crazy games, but yeah. it runs runs Super Nintendo awesome, uh, and a lot of the old Sega games. Like those are the, the things that I grew up with, and 
yeah it then you know the vibe we're going for for sure yeah and and i i that's what i'm saying like when i look at your guys's game man like it, it really brings me back to that era and it's just like oh man that looks so awesome and not only that beersby no one no one's ever done a beer. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what, like, like how we got it stuck in our mind to do beers, but like it just like no one's doing it, so let's just do it. it hasn't been done yet. <laughs> I think yeah, the biggest thing is, is we all knew it and we all enjoyed it playing with our friends. So this is our first game, so we're like, oh, we'll we'll choose that because yeah, if we are if we already know the rules of the game and how it's supposed to work, then right. we figure that's one less step in putting it together. And boy, were we wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's, um, when we did press A to start last year, um, I don't know if you went to that convention or not. Um, the coolest thing that we noticed was people who played Beersby could pick up the game, no questions yeah. asked, and just play it. If somebody hadn't played Beersby, <laughs> like I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's. So it's it was just... cool that it translated that way. Well, that's awesome because I mean that's the thing, right? Like you you want to be able to take the people who know the game and and just kind of like fall into it. Um, yeah. and yeah, I mean, there's gotta be a learning curve somewhere, right? So exactly right. Yeah. We've seen when we take them to a few showcases and we've seen both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. People who pick it up and they're actually really good at it. Surprisingly, yeah. like beating us at it. Yeah. And, uh, we've, you know, picked up people who've, uh, they're, they're just, <laughs> <laughs> they're new to games, yeah. but, but they, they like it anyway, which is cool. That's awesome. Um, and Sorry. Uh, the thing that I've noticed a lot when at the convention scenes is um, that your mother, like my character will point and shout your mother, gets a laugh every time. So I think your mom joke is just universal. It's another timeless, another timeless thing is your, gets mom, a laugh your mother. Yeah. See, I think, and that's the thing, right? Like you got the pixel art, you got the classic jokes. I mean, it's just a, it's a mashup of everything that you, you would want. So this is awesome. I want to, I'm, I, I'm saying this is really awesome. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing this game complete. Um, where can people find, like, and follow this process with you guys? So we have a game jolt page, which I can send you links to as well. Um, we have an itch.io page as well. And then there's also Good Agreement Games on Twitter you can follow us at. And we also have the YouTube page, which is also good agreement games. Yeah, we're trying to uh, we're trying to get uh, more active on more social media, but again, it's just the three of us, so we uh, none of us are full time game developers. So we have you know we have lives outside of our <laughs> game, but uh, yeah, basically if you Google Super Beersby, you'll you'll find yeah. us. And on the game build page itself, it has a lot more um, art. It has. Couple of your songs are on there. Yeah, some songs you can um, download. We have a cool, like it looks like the cover of a Super Nintendo graphic on there as well, which we've handed out a few cards with as well, so we can those exist as well. Yeah. I was actually going to mention I I was looking at your uh, your uh, Twitter page, uh, Twitter profile there, uh, Corey. You got that super uh, not, not super the the normal the NES. You oh you yeah, check yeah, that like thing out. Like custom, um, I mean, it's, like, it's like sitting right there. Man, um, it yeah. looks awesome. Is that like carbon fiber? It's carbon fiber, yeah. That um, is we, crazy. I just came across a bunch of carbon fiber. I was like, man, it'd be funny if I did carbon fiber in NES. So I just did. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, the bottom is, like, uh, is painted silver. It's cool. Yeah, what, what, like, what you just decided, oh, yeah, no, why not? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, uh, that was honestly it. I was just sitting there and I was like, it'd be cool to have a custom NES. So I just made one. 
kind of that's that pretty much sums up how we made this game. Like, yeah. it'd be cool if we made a game and then we just made one. That's the way. That's the way things should work, right? Exactly. <laughs> Do what you want. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. I, I want to uh, just say thank you guys. Uh, this has been awesome. I'm like I said. I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys. Uh, your game, uh, whenever it does release. I'm excited to follow you guys along because uh, yeah, this is uh, a very interesting game, um, and I'm just kind of really excited about it. Yeah, we'll have to figure out a way to get in your arcade machines. Well, we'll have to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you can put it out as, as a SNES ROM. <laughs> <laughs> if we could, we would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so very much. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks for you, having man. us. Thank you. Awesome. This episode of the Northern Nerdcast is brought to you by the Alberta Podcast Network.com. That's right. The Alberta Podcast Network is powered by ATB and is, and we are, hey, guess what? We're part of that network, which is a host to a whole bunch of Alberta-made podcasts. Just the homegrown kind, like the, the awesome, you know, you, you really want to, you know, support local and all that stuff. I know you do. Um, so why don't you support local podcasting? That's right. Like this one. Press start to join. We've had them on the show. We love them. They're awesome guys. That's, that's, you know, Josh and Alan. They're fantastic. Love those guys. Um, we, we've talked to them uh, multiple times. We've, we've had them on the show. Uh, I see them at conventions all the time. Um, and they're absolutely fantastic. You guys got to go check out their podcast. They, they do some awesome, awesome stuff over there. So definitely go and check out Press Start to Join. Uh, I am. I, I, I want to just encourage you guys for that. And I want to just encourage you guys to go and check out all the other amazing podcasts on the, the Alberta Podcast Network. Um, we got so many different kinds. I, I can't really go through every podcast right now. Uh, but I'll, I'll go through some of the categories, which is like arts and culture, movies, social issues, business, marketing, pop culture, sports, education, self-improvement, politics, storytelling, and stories, whatever else. Oh, man, I'm telling you. We, if there's a podcast out there that you guys want to listen to, we've got it. I know there's going to be something out there for everybody. So go and check out the Alberta Podcast Network at albertapodcastnetwork.com. That's albertapodcastnetwork.com. All right, so uh, I want to thank uh, our guests this week. They were absolutely fantastic. Uh, I had so much fun uh, chatting with those guys. Uh, th their game looks amazing. Definitely go and check them out. Um, I do also have a few events for you guys to also check out. And uh, the first on the list here is Thunderprov, The Day the Funny Died. Uh, this is happening on November 30th, which is the day this episode is released. So if you are one of the early adopters, which I know you guys are, um, you may be able to catch this one. Uh, go and check this out. It's uh, happening at the Grindstone Theatre. Um, and tickets are available at grindstonetheatre.ca. Um, yeah, Thunderprov, man. Awesome stuff. I love improv. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, so go and check that out. Um, what else do we have for you guys? Um, we have the fourth annual EBGE Christmas Party or Xmas Party. Uh, this is their fourth annual Edmonton Board Game Exchange Christmas Party 
will be held on December 7th at Borden Brew from 6 to 1. Borden Brew graciously offers their space for them and no gaming fee for the night. That's right, you guys. No gaming fees. There'll be a Wingspan tournament. The winner will walk away with a copy of the Wingspan expansion generously donated by Borden Brew. Also, they have, you know, different promos and awesome door prizes to give away. So definitely go and check that out. And that is happening on December 7th at 6 p.m. till 1 o'clock in the morning, you guys. Go and check that out. Borden Brew, 4th Annual EBGE Xmas Party. Um, what else do we have? We have Yag D&D, a world of our own. Uh, yeah, this is happening from the Sorry Not Sorry Productions. Proudly presents Yag D&D, a brand new world building format. Uh, talented improvisers will create a setting where Yag D&D will live for the remainder of the 2020, se- 2020 season. Maps will be drawn, cities will be populated, and new environments will spring to life before your very eyes. Who knows you, who you might make a contribution to a world of our own. Go and be a part of this one, you guys. If you, want, if you guys like Yag D&D, this is their, their, their time where they're going to be building that world. Um, be a part of that. It's, it's awesome. You know, you, you need to be a part of this. Uh, this is happening December 7th. So at 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock at the Grindstone Theater. Make sure you go check that out. Yeg, D&D. I mean, Christmas is happening, you guys. It's coming around the corner. Um, I, I don't know how much to... I want to get into this, but, you know, I hope you guys all got your, your presents uh, ordered, at least. <laughs> um, yeah, I know uh, I, I've gotten most of my, my Christmas shopping done already. Um, got a couple more things I need to go pick up, but I, I think i got enough time to, to get that stuff. Um, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it for this this episode. Uh, I want to thank the guys from the BRV, uh game there. Um, man, those guys are awesome. Loved it. Loved t- chatting with them. Had so much fun, like I said. Um, I had so much fun, like, just doing the, these episodes for you guys. So, please, um, definitely subscribe. Uh, I got some more stuff coming up for you guys, so make sure you guys go check that out. Um, and let people know, uh, about this, this, uh, wonderful thing that we call the Northern Cast. Um, yeah, and that is pretty much it for this episode i want to thank you guys so much for tuning in and you know making this happen making it so that we can actually you know do these episodes we absolutely love you guys um this is the reason why we we do this is uh for you guys so yeah i just want to say a special thank you to to you guys everyone out there that uh, you know listens to this this show um you definitely make it worth it uh, and that's pretty much that's pretty much it, I think. Um, I want to thank everyone out there um, for for watching, <laughs> not watching, I guess anymore. You guys uh, all listen now. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show, and if you guys just share it. Um, the Northern Nerdcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATV, and is produced by myself along with Chelsea Thompson and Trina Shessel. 
You can find out more information about the Northern Nerd Network by checking us out on Twitter at Northern underscore nerd, Facebook.com slash Northern Nerd, YouTube.com slash Northern Nerd Network, or on our very own website, northernnerdnetwork.com. That's all the time we have. I want to thank everyone out there for listening to this edition of the Nerdcast, and I'll see you guys on the next one. <laughs>